0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our ministry when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 6, called Renewing Your Faith.
1: The translation uh, from the Greek word Hupostasis, uh takes the combination being sure or the assurance in the New American Standard. That which stands under a support, a foundation, hence that which has substance, it could mean a guarantee. It speaks of what is true, real, firm, steady, qualitative, and courageous. So if you're feeling unsteady, Faith is the assurance. It's going back to the support. Faith is not faith in your faith. Faith is not positive thinking. I'm just going to be positive today. I believe. I believe. The cowardly lion. I do believe in spooks. I do believe in spooks. I do. I do. I do. He thought it was going to get him out of something. That's a poor illustration. But it's not just repeating a mantra It's not looking deep within to find the extra strength, although some people can do that some of the time. Human strength can surprise us at times. But that's not what the writer's talking about here. Faith is faith in God. Faith is only as good as the object in which it is placed. If you have misplaced faith, your faith can be meaningless. For example, You climb to the top of the, of a big building, let's say, and you say, I believe I can fly. You have the song, you know, going through your head. I believe I can touch the sky, you know, whatever. And maybe you have a little pixie dust with you and you feel like if you sprinkle it, things will be happening for you and you take off. Well, faith is only as good as the object in which it is placed. Your ability to fly will be met with a greater law called the law of gravity, amen? So when people just talk about faith, faith has to be placed in the right person. I could say I have faith in you and my faith in you could be built over a long time relationship and that might be well placed. But faith has to have an object. Faith is object oriented. But if you've read the Old Testament before, and I I know most of you have, you know that faith often has obstacles. For example, the walls of Jericho were an obstacle to faith in the book of Joshua. We know crossing the Jordan River was an obstacle. We know the Red Sea was an obstacle. We know Goliath was an obstacle. We know giants in the promised land were an obstacle. And faith will always have obstacles that it has to trust God to be able to cross over to be able to defeat. Amen? Your faith is not really going to be perfected until it gets stretched or tested. And that's really, when you read the stories of the apostles in the New Testament, much of what Jesus takes them through is to stretch them, to mature them, because he knows he's going to hand the baton of the gospel to these, primarily to 12 men, right? Judas goes out, and some believe Matthias, and some believe Paul takes his place, but Nonetheless, Jesus is preparing them. And so when we go through things, we, we need to know that this is one of the things that God does, is He stretches us, or He deepens our faith. So the writer of Hebrews is trying to get faith renewal uh, before them. Faith is confidence in God, if you want a simple definition. Faith is confidence in God, but not just any old God. Faith is confidence in capital G-O-D. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Not somebody just saying, because in our in our culture, people will say, sure, I'm spiritual, sure, I have faith. But when you dig down a little bit, you have to ask faith in what? What is it that you believe? Oh, I believe I'm gonna make it. Well, to what and how? I mean, these are the questions that we've got to wrestle with. Faith treats things hoped for as reality, we walk by faith and not by sight. Second Corinthians 5, I think it's verse seven. So this is how we walk. And the writer's saying, now faith, New King James, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The word hope for, or things hoped for, is a single Greek word, elpizo, elpizo. And it's the idea of looking forward with Confidence. The New English Bible says, faith gives substance to our hopes. Paul in Colossians 1.5 sees faith and love as flowing out of the hope awakened by the gospel, says Stedman in his commentary. Hughes puts it this way, the more profound our faith, the more profound our hope. Faith and hope go together. Faith, hope, and love go together. You could call it a solid certainty about our blessed hope. Faith says, I know, because hope in the New Testament is not, I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow. Hope in the, in the New Testament, Elpis or Elpizo, as we just explained, is I know it's gonna happen. Faith says, I know. It's just a matter of time. Yes, I'm gonna hit some bumps along the way, but faith says, I know. Abraham was looking for the city which whose architect and builder is God. That's verse 10 of our chapter faith has the ability to see unseen realities, to see God's promises with new eyes. Look at verse 27 of the same chapter, uh, talking about Moses. He endured, uh, end of the verse here, Hebrews eleven 27. Uh, Let's read the whole thing. By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. This is Moses. For he endured as what? Seeing him who is unseen. So every character that we're going to meet in the book of Hebrews, we're going to find encouragement because they pressed through difficult circumstances and they had to do it by faith. But the writer of Hebrews highlights when they exercise faith at pivotal moments in their life. I'm not saying that this excuses all of us to have a bunch of bad days and maybe we just hit the pinnacle, you know, for a week during our lives. Yeah, that's what God's gonna highlight on that day. No, God wants you to be persistent. That's the idea of a walk. But he also knows, he knew what he was getting when he called you. Amen? He knew you weren't perfect then. He knows you aren't perfect now. But he knows that you can mature. Now, Abide faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Faith and hope are linked together. Here's how uh, Paul puts it in Romans. And when faith perseveres or endures through tribulation, it produces proven character. Proven character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Amen? So you can see the... There's links in the chain. And when you your character gets proved, proven character produces more hope, and hope does not disappoint. Faith says, I don't understand everything, but I know God, and I know. He's able to control uh, the future. He's able to fulfill the promises that he's made. So that's faith, at least in the definition of our Hebrew writer. And he says, now this faith, verse 2, chapter 11, by it, by this faith, men of old, that's the word presbyteroi. Uh, it's the idea of where we get Presbyterian. can have the idea of an elder or an ancient one who lived long ago. That's probably the idea here. For by that faith that just was defined, men of old gained approval. Who, who did they gain approval from? God. It says in the NIV, This faith is what the ancients were commended for. Gained approval in the New American Standard is a word which root is martus. And the word martus is a witness, but the word came to be known as a martyr. The word is actually a martyr, but a martyr in the sense of one dying for what they believe. So the word martus originally was like a witness in a court of law, where you would bear witness to, uh, you'd give testimony. But the word came to be known as a martyr—that is, one who would bear testimony to the point of losing their own life. And so, this is kind of a little book of martyrs, in this sense, that they were all witnesses to what—to a faith in God through difficult times. And so, their faith was the witness. They believed God. This faith as the writer of Hebrews defines it, is an active faith. Faith does and faith acts. Faith doesn't just merely hear the word of God and not do anything with it. Amen? Faith will do something with it. James will say later in the book, I just quoted James 1.22. James 2.14 says, you've got to show me your faith. Uh, James was from the show me state, Right? He believed that ultimately, although faith is, is trusting God, faith is going to walk itself out. Amen? Yeah. At some point, there's going to be some fruit in your life. So faith, we might say, will find a way. We're going to study a story of the paralytic on Sunday where his friends found a way to get him to Jesus so he could be touched and healed. In the book of Daniel we know their uh, Babylonian names as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and uh, they're facing the fiery furnace, and they say, uh, if it be so, Daniel three seventeen and 18, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But even if he doesn't, Daniel three eighteen, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods, Or worship the golden image that you have set up we believe that god can and will but even if he doesn't i'm not bowing down to you now that
2: is faith you'll hear more from pastor michael in a moment would you please consider supporting walk in truth being on this radio station and podcast for at least five dollars a month As a thank you, we'll send you more content from Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team through our new Walk in Truth app. You will have quick access to our daily episodes. Welcome to Walk in Truth. You can watch videos of Pastor Michael's most recent Sunday sermons. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son. And access to our bonus podcast and video series, A Step Closer. That's how I showed my anger. Hmm. Not in words, but in You can't have me. Mm -hmm. And that obviously took a toll in our relationship. All this and more is available to you on our new Walk in Truth app as a thank you for your financial gift. Please become a financial partner of at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com.
0: We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth.
1: And he will deliver us out of your hand, O King. But even if he doesn't, Daniel 3.18, let it be known to you, O King, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. We believe that God can and will. But even if he doesn't, I'm not bowing down to you. Now that is faith. Amen. Faith is not some magic poof. Uh, Some people will try to convince you that, you know, it's some magic. That's not what it is. Faith is trusting God and his promises and living it out. When Paul lays out the armor of God in Ephesians chapter 6, He says, in addition to all, or above all, Ephesians 6.16, write this down for your notes, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming missiles of the evil one. When Paul lays out the armor of God and tells us about spiritual warfare and the spiritual battle, one of the pieces of armor is a shield of faith. And that shield can extinguish, not some, but all of the flaming arrows of the wicked one. Now they say, uh, if you study a little Roman history, they would interlock their shields in battle. They would try to have the sun uh, facing them so that they could blind the eyes of an army that was coming at them. And they, they could actually interlock their shields and actually put them over and move together and almost completely guard themselves. So Enemies would shoot arrows with pitch on the end and they would light them and they would fire them off. And you guys have seen these in some movies. And what would happen is that the Roman army would soak their shields in water. Some people say oil, but probably water. And when the flaming arrow of the army that wanted to destroy them was shot, it would stick in their shields. Poof, poof, it'd be like look like a flaming porcupine as one writer put it. But it'd be sticking in your shield and not in you. Amen? That's pretty good news. If you take up your shield of faith, you will be able to extinguish every arrow that comes your way. Every one of them will stick in your shield instead of sticking in you. Except if you turn around, because there's no protection for the back. (laughs) Right? So, If you have an arrow sticking in you right now, it may be that you haven't been clothing yourself in the armor of God. And let's just put it down so we can, we we got a good handle on it. The enemy is going to attack your faith. Take it to the bank. Every piece of armor in Ephesians 6 is custom designed by God to deal with the way that the enemy attacks. Example, you have a belt of truth because the enemy is a liar. You have a breastplate of righteousness because the enemy wants you to become unrighteous or to give in to evil. So you have a breastplate. You have a helmet of salvation so that you can protect your mind from the onslaught of the enemy. Maybe you're not saved. You you have shoes of peace. Why? Because he tries to rob you of your peace and your joy. You have a shield of faith because he attacks your faith. And he'll shoot at you. poof! But if it hits your shield, you good. Amen? And if you lock shields with other believers, you're even better. Amen? I don't need to go to church. I'm fine. Turn around. <laughs> Looks like you got some arrows sticking in you there. Anyway. So this is the beauty of faith. And one more thing before we get into the individual's by faith, verse 3, Hebrews 11, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God. We saw this early on in the book, chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. So that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. How did he do it? Scholars say ex nihilo. Out of non-existing materials. He spoke the universe into existence. That, my brothers and sisters, is power. Let there be light, and light said, okay. I don't know how that works. He said to the sea, you can only go this far, and it went, Imagine the millions of forms of plants and animals and their interactions. Take a look, study astronomy a little bit and the size of the stars just in the Milky Way galaxy and the number of stars. I was telling you about that astronaut taking pictures from a space station. You, you see the stars out there? I mean, I don't even know. There's no words. This creation is so grand, and scientists, physicists will tell you that everything's held together by some force, some unseen power, the atom, etc. The, the distance between the sun and the earth, the moon and the earth, etc. The rotation of planets and others spinning the other way. Did you hear about Pluto? you remember that Pluto was rendered as no longer a planet? Did you guys hear about that? Wasn't it Pluto? Uh, Brian Regan tried to illustrate that. He said, can you imagine that meeting? Hey, Pluto, come on in. We've been having a board meeting. Well, what is it? Well, (laughs) we got some bad news. You're no longer a planet. Imagine being Pluto. Sorry, I thought you might need a little humor at that point. What is holding it all together? Jesus Christ holds everything together by the word of his power. Now, someone might say, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. I believe that everything that we see came from, well, they they have the same view. They, They believe it all came from nothing. Uh, they believe that there was a something like the period of it at the end of a sentence that started spinning. This is, this is actually evolutionary theory. And they keep, have, they keep having to change the date to billions and billions and more billions of years ago because we're not seeing any of this stuff happen. But when Mount St. Helens happened, things were fossilized in a matter of minutes because there was a cataclysmic worldwide flood, brothers and sisters, that gets denied in a lot of academia. Here, here's the point something's holding it all together. One evolutionist put it this way He said, You know, I'm scared uh, that there is a God and uh, he's steering the ship, and I don't know him. He was an atheist. He said, there, there's two options that scare me. One, there is a God running everything, and I don't know him. I don't have a relationship to, with him. Or the other option is there's no God and nobody's steering. Both frighten me, he said. Because truth be told, if there is no God, nobody is steering. Right? You've been
0: listening to Renewing Your Faith, Part 2 on Walk in Truth. And that was Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews 11, 1 through 6. And if you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many more podcast apps. Listen for free to Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. We'd also love to hear from you. You can email Pastor Michael with your questions you may have from his teaching today, or maybe you have a question about something else, or need encouragement, or prayer. Maybe you'd like to share how Pastor Michael's teachings have affected you. You can email Pastor Michael at contact at com. That's contact at walkintruth.com. And thanks for reaching out. You can also find our mailing address on walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael with the
1: final word. Well, maybe you have begun listening to this great hall of faith in Hebrews 11 first part, verses 1 through 6, and you might be saying right now, well, you know what? The truth is, Pastor Michael, if I'm honest, I don't even know if I have faith in God right now. Okay. Um, If that's where you're at, then that's where you're at. How do I really know? How did these people know? How did Abel know? How did Enoch walk with God and be taken up? You know, what about Abraham? How could he leave his home and family without even knowing where he was going. How do I walk by faith and not by sight when even my faith in God seems to be a little bit tenuous or, you know, I don't feel as solid as I once did? What do I do? Well, we've called this message Renewing Your Faith because faith does need to be renewed. And certainly there are things that strengthen your faith, you know, even the apostles asked the Lord, they were standing with him, the object, object of our faith. And they said, Lord, increase our faith. And there, the Lord was talking about forgiveness, you know, dealing with people and our, the hard time we sometimes have with these topics. So here's my point. You're not alone if you're feeling a little shaky, but things that will renew your faith are the, the things of God. And sometimes your faith could be renewed even when you're in a period of doubt. You say, well, how would that work? Well, maybe it'll drive you to seek God more fervently. Maybe it'll cause you to go back to the fundamentals of your faith, the foundation. Have you walked away from that? You know, usually if faith is ebbing, it's because we're not feeding it enough. And so, my encouragement, and since you're listening to this broadcast, I know that you're trying to make some intentional moves towards faith, and that's a good thing. Hey, if we can help you in any way, we've been letting you know about a phone number. We are, there's a group of pastors available to you nine to four about Pacific time during a normal business day, Tuesday through Friday at 844 48 Truth. That's 844 48 Truth. You could use some prayer if you find yourself in this kind of spot, maybe you would say, I don't even know if I've taken that first step of faith. Then that first step is trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Make him your king. Make him your Lord. If he's been speaking to you through these messages, cry out, repent of your sin. Say, Lord, I trust you. Pick up a Bible, start reading, get plugged into a good Bible teaching church. Again, if we can help you in any way, it's 844-48-TRUTH. And the website walkintruth.com. See you tomorrow.
0: And don't forget that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth partner. Your contribution helps us broadcast on this station and provide the podcast to reach more people like you with the hope of Jesus. And now we offer the Walk in Truth app as a thank you for your donation. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth partner for at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com and click Donate. That's walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews 11, 1 through 6, called Renewing Your Faith. I'm Mike Massaro. On behalf of Pastor Michael Lance and Living Truth Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.